Thanks for tuning in to Investment Insight brought to you by McKay Wealth Advisory. My name is Hayden Prophet, and joining you today I have Brent McKay. And Brent, yeah, one of the things forward looking into this year, 2024, required minimum distributions. That's one of the things, if you have a traditional IRA, you have to be cognizant of. Can you hit on um, what those are and what current tax law says about those? A great question, Hayden. So, you know, obviously with required minimum distributions or RMDs for short, um, they're a constant thing. One of, the thing. one of the great things, you know, with an IRA is when you put the money in, most of the time people got a tax deduction, which means now you got to pay the piper when you get older, the um, IRS once you start paying taxes on pulling money out of those 401ks or out of those IRAs. And so um, the RMD is the tool the IRS uses to do that um, under the current law for 2024 on the age of 73 years old. So if you turn 73 years old in 2024, you will have a required minimum distribution for that year. Um, you'll have to pull money out. Now, one of the things with RMDs is very unique is as you get older, the percentage goes up. So we start off about you know, 3.7, almost 4%. And as you go up in age, you know, you're going up. So let's say you're around 80, you're at 5%. You're around 90, you're at 8.2%. And so one of the things that happens with RMDs is you want to plan before you reach 73, because once you reach 73, that money's going to have to come out of that account. And so you're going to have to pull that out. So like, let's say you've got a, a $2 million IRA and you've never pulled any money out of it. And you got to start pulling out $80,000 a year. That's going to affect your taxes, going to affect your Medicare, you know, most likely depending upon what your total income is, could affect um, the taxability of some of your Social Security. And so um, one of the things with RMDs is they're required minimum distributions. It says required minimum. So that means um, you don't have a lot of taxability to adjust once you haven't gone through. Obviously, the way they calculate an RMD is based on the ending year's value. So wherever that IRA ended on 1231, is the number they're going to use to calculate how much you got to pull out. Yeah, and on the first year when I turned 73, let's say in, in December of 2055 or whatever it is. Honestly, yeah. I haven't looked when I turned 73. Um, sure. But um, in that year, do I have, what is the April rule? I haven't until April 1st of the next Correct. year in order to So the to first pull. year you are allowed, if you forgot it, to basically pull out your RMD for that year, so the year you turned 73, like I forgot to do it, so they'll let you when you're the next year pull out um, the RMD up until April 1st, but then you also got to do the next RMD for the both years. So most of the time people want to do it the first year so you can spread that income out, but you are correct. The first year of um, you are eligible for required minimum distribution, you do have to, you can't wait till April of the following year. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and another thing that can benefit your taxes, of course, is what's called Qualified Charitable yeah. Distributions, QCDs. And so this is where, this is a very important distinction because the way that the IRS code reads it, the way that we interpret it here, and obviously when you're doing taxes, you need to seek out a qualified CPA that's a tax preparer in order to make sure you're doing it right, um, as you know, hey, so, um, <laughs> you know, being a CPA. So we are not giving tax advice here, but no. the way that um, the QCD works is you give money straight out of your IRA to a charity, and that money is not considered to be a taxable distribution from your IRA. Again, the money goes from your IRA straight to the charity that is not considered to be a taxable distribution. So there's a line on the 1040, 4A, 
qualified distributions, 4B taxable distributions, so would not be considered taxable. Now this is a very big distinction because if you take money out of your IRA and you're, um, and, and what's weird about it is for QCDs, it's not 73, it still uses the 70 and a half rule. So you could not be of RMD age anymore because it used to be the RMD age was 70 and a half. This is where the government made a little tax mistake probably is they didn't raise the QCD distribution rule to 73, they kept it at 70 and a half. So any, by the time you turn 70 and a half, you can give money to a charity out of an IRA. The way it works is the money goes straight from the IRA to the charity. When that happens, it is not considered to be taxable income. But remember, it's gotta go, it can't go to you, you can't go to your friends, it's gotta go straight from the IRA to the charity, and you've gotta be 70 and a half years old. And if you do that, then that money is not considered to be taxable. So kind of a granular level question, but what defines a charity? Like as in a 501c3 or a church? Great or... question. So it, it, the way we understand it is it's got to be a 501c3. One thing about the 1099 when you get it from Charles Schwab is they don't know if your charity is legitimate or not, and they are not going to make that termination. When you give that money to charity, they're going to show you pulled that money out. They're not going to say in that 1099R if it went to, you know, um, Hope Clinic or it went to United Way, United Way or or it went to um, St. Jude's. They're not going to say St. Jude is good with their paperwork. They don't know if the charity is current with their IRS paperwork, and they're not going to go to the work to do that. So that's up to you. Just like when you give money to your church or to your charity right now, it's the IRS puts that on you to make sure it's legitimate charity. And so um, you have to keep those records. You have to keep track of when that money went to the charity, how much went to that charity, how much went to your checking account. That's a responsibility you have uh, here. But the big benefit is under 2024 tax law, the standard deduction is very high. So if you're married and you don't have over $30,000 in charitable deductions, and other deductions, you're not really getting a deduction for giving to charity. Whereas here, you're not getting a deduction, but it doesn't count as income. So in a lot of ways, it works the same way. It's not a deduction, but it's not considered to be income. Because it's not, since it's not considered to be income, it's not a taxable event. And so that's a great way to do it. Now, one thing to bear in mind here is, one of our favorite vehicles we used for charities is called donor advised funds. Donor advised funds are where you give money from an IRA to a charity, and, and with a donor advised fund, that um, you can decide later how that money is spent. So donor advised funds are very unique because they can stay in there in perpetuity. So like, give you an example. So there's the Boy Scouts of America. The Boy Scouts of America have a lot of controversy, a lot of turmoil related to some of their policies. So a lot, some people that gave them money were not happy when they changed their policies. But once you had made a principal donation, um, it was too late, they already own it. And so one of the things that um, with a QCD is different is you can't give money to a donor advised fund unless you say it's going to the donor advised fund and eventually it's going to St. Jude. But I'll tell you when. So you, you lose some of your flexibility because it goes back to the whole idea of the IRAs. The whole idea of the IRAs is you got a deduction now, you pay taxes later. And so the way the IRS interprets it, the way we understand it is that charity has to be designated at the time when you give the money. Even though they don't get the money, they got to be said they're going to get the money. So you do lose some flexibility 
with a Q QCD distribution and a donor advised fund. Gotcha, gotcha. And then what is the maximum QCD that if I want to put, Sure. if I have that, what is that number? So $100,000 a year is the most money you can give away on an annual basis. So you can't be like, you know what? I really love my church. I'm going to give mine, you know, if I have a million dollar account, I just can't give a million dollars and it'd be deductible, yeah. which is a pretty big deal. Right. Um, and so, um, of course, if you are giving that much money away, it's very likely that you're itemizing on your taxes. <laughs> and so you probably don't need your standard deduction anyway. So it's kind of a mute point. But if you're doing it that way, you might actually want to give the money to yourself, then give it to charity because you would qualify for a standard deduction. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you would qualify for an itemized deduction, not a standard. Right. So if spouse one and spouse two are, are married and the spouse who has a traditional IRA passes away, how does it affect spouse two if they are of RMD age? So whenever so they would, the year they pass away, they would be required to pull the RMD out for their spouse. And then from that point on, it'd be their account. So let's say, you know, um, you know, let's say I'm, 80 and let's say my wife is you know 40 then she could then inherit my account and um you know i hope my wife my wife doesn't watch this video because i'm gonna be in trouble if i say that because she's we're the same age almost so she's younger than me but if i'm 80 and 40 then um there wouldn't be an rmd D for her right she would not have an rmd till she turns age and those rmd ages as we've seen are changing rapidly so for 2024 the RMD age is 73, but it does go up to 75 over a period of time. So by the time that that person would be, a, the age is probably gonna be 80, who knows what the government will change it to. So um, that's one thing that makes a difference is, um, that's how that works there. Yeah, and is it the same situation if like one of your kids happens to inherit the IRA? It's a great question, Hayden. So if your child is under the age of 18, it actually goes to life expectancy. So the RMD is very small. They can pull out more money. Mm -hmm. Like if they want to pull out the entire account, they can. But if you want them to pull a smaller percentage, they can if they're under 18. When they turn over 18, then it goes to a 10-year rule under current law, which means the money's got to be gone in 10 years. So, so one of the things the IRS did is they raised the age from seven and a half, and it used to be your kids, if they were younger than you, got 40 or 50 years to keep that money deferred. Mm -hmm. Now they only get... 10. 10. So they gave you one or two more years and then they took 30 or 40 away from your kids. You know, yeah. Classic tax rate. <laughs> Sounds like the IRS. Um, and if I happen to miss an RMD, correct. If I happen to just, just outright miss one, um, what is the penalty for it? And then if I correct it within a two year timely period, I understand that I could possibly lower that penalty. Correct. So under the current previous law, was there was a 50% penalty for missing it. Now it's a 25% penalty for missing it. But remember, if you miss it, you still got to pull it out. So if you miss it and forget about it, you're going to have to pull it out and pay penalties and pay interest. But the penalty right now is 25%. If you recognize that you made a mistake and basically you turn yourself in, you say, I screwed up, I asked for forgiveness, then it's a 10% penalty. So what's interesting about this in the past, the IRS is pretty much a lot, a lot of people, if they ask for it, to get forgiven. Now mm -hmm. they're saying, hey, forgiveness costs 10%. So that means there's a probably, I mean, we're not CPAs, but there's a higher likelihood that they're going to enforce that penalty going forward. Right, right. So 
and then um, RMDs, they have to be out by 1231. Correct. Uh, the so they year. have to be out by that, that year. Um, you know, they have to be distributed from the account. So if you submit the paperwork, but the money's not gone, technically, the money has to be out of the account by the end of the year. And so one of the things that we encourage people to do is, hey, if you know you got an RMD, pull it out monthly. That way you're not caught up. Right. You don't have to wait till the end of the year. Um, one of the things in our office is, it's not a bad thing, but we do have a lot of RMDs that are at the end of the year. And so if you can do it a little bit sooner, um, it might be easier for budgeting purposes because you have that monthly check coming in. Yeah, and you know, we can also tie, if you have a charity or something and you want to do your QCD to that, we can send them a check exactly. as well. And just link that on our uh, system with our custodian. So that's an option as well that we offer as well. Well, and that's one of the things that's really nice is, you know, churches just like households have budgets. They got utility bills. They've got facility costs. They've got ministries that they're involved in. Missionaries. You know. Yeah, and so having a monthly check is probably more meaningful for them because they can budget better. And so one of the nice things about this tax law is if you are charitable in nature, use the QCD to help these ministries. Yeah, I mean that's recurring revenue on their part, so yeah. you know which only helps them out. So is there exactly. anything else you want to add? About I really RMDs? think it's really for RMDs. Um, that's real, but we would say that they are ever changing, and usually towards the last week of the year. Um, is when they change some of these rules. So this is as of the filming of this um, video, what the current law is as of today. Yeah, they always like to move the needle just a, a really, little bit. Really, they usually, usually do it the day of Christmas. So one of the things that always is interesting is um, a few years ago they changed the RMD ages and they changed um, the RMD table uh, four days before the end of the year. And so um, the uh, actual, most of the SIF software, even the IRS itself, the IRS website was not changed to reflect the new RMD table until well after the um, law had been passed. So <laughs> wow. something to be very careful of. With. Yeah, there's always some significant legislation that passes around that time. When everybody's seen so, Christmas. So, yeah. So. Well, good deal. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks.